David Manning, Brookhaven Laboratory. Uh, and, and just on material science, the national labs obviously are very interested in that topic. It's with respect to this industry is led by NREL in Colorado, but there are at least four different national labs in the country, including ourselves on Long Island, who are very focused on material science. But here's my question, naively. Transmission was largely north to south because, of course, as, um, you know, as Glenn pointed out, there's a huge concentration of consumers down here, uh, not a lot of concentration uh, in, in upstate. So if your transmission system was largely conceived and developed and built north to south, now you're talking 9 gigawatts from the south. Um, Long Island is no offense. Long Island is not famous for a robust transmission distribution system because we have a lot of poles and wet sand that, you know, and a lot of trees. Um, I don't know the transmission on Long Island, so I'm not offended. Well, <laughs> or is there any transmission on Long Island? So here's my question. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about, about what you're doing because the speed with which Clint is moving is a little bit terrifying when you think about the need for grid-level storage. Um, Suffolk bus is taking its first delivery of, of electric school buses this month. Uh, there'll be 10 manufacturers selling great electric vehicles. Dave's got his new three. He won't drive anything else. You know, um, uh, uh, your founder, where's, where's the, uh, the, the, the founder of our energy policy had the first Tesla Roadster and still talks about it. So if that technology shift is happening that quickly, how do you keep up? Sure. No, excellent question. So when it comes to transmission in downstate New York, Long Island Power Authority owns the transmission on Long Island. But you're absolutely right. So offshore wind developers, whether it's in New York or in New England, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, wherever, when they land, then they have to get to a substation. And then from that substation, transmission will move the power around. The transmission network has largely been built based on where the fossil fuel generation is, right? None of that was offshore. So obviously, we're going to see massive amounts of power flows change in New York State, whether it's with a lot of onshore wind that we have in upstate New York or the emergence of offshore wind in New York or we're seeing in New England. What one of the things we're doing is we are doing some comprehensive analyses of transmission networks, our own and others, around the region uh, to look for opportunities where we think we can add value. We think we can add value in building out the additional transmission that's needed. We think we can add value in competing for additional transmission that needs to get built. And we think there is going to be a large transmission um, need and built that's going to be there. One of the other things we're doing is we're speaking to all the stakeholders, whether it's the New York ISO or the New England ISO and, and, and regulators, about the need to make these decisions early. Because as I stated before, we always, I always want my infrastructure to be an enabler. Right? not an inhibitor to all these things. So we're showing some of those studies, trying to get them on board to understand where we're going to need some additional infrastructure, and then use whatever process they deem, whether it's a competitive solicitation, et cetera, uh, out there so that we think we can go after, compete, and uh, add value. So it starts with analyzing the entire transmission network, networks that we own as well as others, to understand where we think there are going to be some bottlenecks, and then share that with some decision makers. Thank you. We can take one more question because we promised to try to get you out of here by two, although looking at the snow outside, I'm not sure you want to get outside, but maybe we could take one more question. Now I got three hands up. 